What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni. And with me, once again, is Colin Mitchell, a.k.a. Marco Bellinelli. <laughs> Marco, how are you doing today? Uh... I feel like my team's performing really badly, and I might be the worst player on the team. Yes, you are on the Spurs, so you are performing very, very badly. But, I mean, I think the Marco Bellinelli is a good comparison, but you don't like it, apparently. No, no, no. I liked it until you you said on Twitter that he should be cut from the team, and then I felt pretty bad about myself. You know, I was thinking, like, like older, like, I guess, younger Marco Bellinelli. Prime Marco. Not not prime, you know, just, just after his prime, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Utility player Marco yeah. Bellinelli, not yeah. not I'm gonna make your team lose Marco Bellinelli. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Colin's uh player comparison basketball abilities to today. <laughs> That's the whole pod. <laughs> That's the entire pod. Um, I don't remember what the context was, but I was like, yeah, I'd, you, I'd you know, ask you to play like Marco Bellinelli. I yeah, I forgot what it was too. Don't play. I mean, defense is suspect. Suspect. It, it can turn on sometimes. You know, dribbling is yeah. You know, but but you know when he gets that open three, you better watch out because it has like a twenty five percent chance of going in, and you don't want to be on the wrong end of that. <laughs> what about everything else that I do, Brittany? I'm a great team player. Okay? You you know what? I'll give you that. You're a good team player. You know, you do pass the ball to the the better players. <laughs> that that is what you do very well, very well. Thank you. So we much. almost won a playoff game, Colin, with you playing forty minutes. So yeah, that. That was tiring. Take some solace in that. That was like three months ago. We need. We need to. We need to move on. Ball don't lie. Two point I don't think so. Oh, dang. We can. Do, we we can just do, need to play like regular basketball. We can do like a big three tournament. <laughs> like you, me, and somebody else. It'll be uh, a guest, a random uh, podcast guest, a random po- raffle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still be the worst player if, on every team. Leave, if you leave us a five star rating and a review. You entered to be in a raffle to play basketball with Colin Mitchell and myself. So, A.K.A. Tony Parker. So do it. You got Tony Parker and then really bad Marco Bellinelli. Marco Bellinelli. That's I don't know if I'm like Tony Parker. That's interesting. I might. Yeah. yeah. Tony Parker's a pretty good one. We're going to go with it. We're going to go with it. But okay, Colin. They don't want to hear about us play basketball. They want to hear about North Texas play basketball. Okay, who's your North Texas player comp? Right now, it's Mo Gibson. Hey, hey. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> taking that one. I'm taking that one. Uh, so, yeah, North Texas. Let's talk about the Mean Green because that's why people are listening to this podcast. North Texas fell the two and five over the over the weekend. And when you say it, and when you just say the the record, Colin, it doesn't sound very good. This is pretty bad. Two and five last year. I don't know if you remember, Colin, but they were seven and zero at this point. Yeah, they ended up being a lot better than that as well. Yeah, they they were good, man. They, the record was was something special. And last year we found ourselves asking, you know, is this sustainable? This year we find ourselves asking, can they make that jump? And they haven't made the jump yet. So let's let's get into it. North Texas was in the Jamaica Classic, as everybody knows. They played North Carolina A and T in the first game of that. Um, tournament slash I guess round robin type thing in Denton they beat them which we already covered on the last podcast then they went over to Jamaica and they played Rhode Island on Friday and then they played uh, Utah State on Sunday Sunday. 
We are recording this on Monday night. So the first game, just to quickly recap the games, I don't want to go into too, too much depth about them because they were kind of similar, right? North Texas hung in there for a long time, and then they the opposing team pulled away. Rhode Island was a similar thing, except North Texas took the lead in the first half, and then Rhode Island in the second half basically pulled away like early on, and North Texas offense couldn't do anything, and they were just inept the entire second half. Mm-hmm. That was the summary of that game. Um, to give you just uh, some box score numbers, Mo Gibson had 20 points on 7-16 shooting. Javion Hamlet had 9 points on 2-12 shooting. Dangu at uh, 8 points, 13 rebounds. Zach Simmons only played the first half. He had 3 points. Um, And, yeah, that was pretty much all the scoring. Thomas Bell had 4 points. Yeah, like I said, they only scored 47 points. So there's not a lot of scoring to go with, especially when Mo scores 20. But Mo was terrific that game. And we'll yeah. get into Mo in these two games um, later. But Mo was very good, and Mo was very – it's been a trend this season. I'll say that. Now – to get to the second game, the Utah State game, this was a little bit different because not only was Utah State a top 15 ranked team, but North Texas kind of looked like they treated it as a bigger challenge. North Texas came out of the gates like playing intense defense. They came out of the gates like looking like we're going to win this game. Like we're putting a stop to this. We're going to win one of these big games. And I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. Let's see what they got. And they come out firing. You know, Mo was good. They didn't come out firing on offense, I'll say. <laughs> but they came out firing at least with intensity. Fiery. There you go. There you go. And Thomas Bell looked good um, in the first half especially. He made some steals. He made some plays. Jalen Jackson got some run. Zach Simmons was was adequate. Dangu was fantastic. He had just a, a few dunks that were just terrific. It's so nice to see someone just finish at the rim. I've never seen anyone dunk ever in North Texas history, I feel like. Zach dunks. Right, but it's not the dunk. same kind of dunk. It's like a oh he's wide open kind of dunk. It's like it's like that whereas, drop step. Yeah, Damn. where whereas dang You can get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and then Javion had a kind of a rough first half, had a better second half. He ended the game with eight points. Mo again just was terrific. Start to bottom, he was terrific. Like you can't say anything. Nineteen points, eight of eighteen shooting. Obviously eight of eighteen isn't like spectacular, but it's still above forty percent if I'm just doing basic math off the top of my head, like somewhere around there. And that's the mark of, you know, a normal scorer. Allen Iverson averaged like 41% of shooting. So, you know, when you get high volume, especially with what he's being asked to do on this offense, I'll take eight of 18 every single day of the week. James Reese was interesting because he went 0 of 7 in, in against Utah State, but he played really good defense. He played a de- good defense on Sam Merrill, their best player, and held him to zero field goals, zero of six from, from the field. Now, I say it was different because North Texas in the second half took a lead. Like they were actually like winning the game for a large part portion of the second half. U- Utah State was the team having to like come back, fight back. Yeah. And it kept going between, you know, nobody led by more than five points until the very end. So it was very, very compelling to watch them go back and forth, back and forth. And just North Texas, Mo made a layup with 411, 420, 411, somewhere around there left in the game to give North Texas a two point lead. And to put them up 59-57. And from that point on, Utah State outscored them 11-0 in the final four minutes and won the game by nine. That was the story of the game. That was just what we've kind of come to know this North Texas team through seven games, obviously. Yeah. But this is what we've known this team to be, right? They are in games. They are capable. But VCU, Arkansas, Utah State, Rhode Island, Mid- um, uh, Eastern Michigan couldn't pull it out. So it was more of the same. 
in in this game and um we'll talk about this in a second after we talk about takeaways from from these games but you know it's it's interesting to see the line people are kind of drawing i guess you know what what side of fence are you on are you on the fence of oh you know they hung in with all these teams and they're really close or are you on the side that they lost to these teams <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. there, there's we'll, we'll we'll toggle that line a little bit in a minute but uh real quickly colin take me through <clears throat> take me through your biggest takeaways get that cough out of you and go to work what what, what is go your main work. takeaway my main takeaway is that this team still cannot score that is yes i mean that's everyone's takeaway it's not hard to notice Against Utah, I mean, against the best team they played in Utah State, they couldn't score. Although they led, it's just because their defense. And then against like Eastern Michigan and other teams, and especially Rhode Island, they could not score. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't, I just don't see a way out. Mm-hmm. And you, you, I kind of saw like, I guess almost the blueprint for it, because I only was able to watch the second half of the Utah mm-hmm. State game. Yeah. But where Mo takes the ball up, and Mo moves the ball around, and then JVN's kind of a secondary ball handler yeah. that can that can kind of make a play. I feel like that might be the blueprint moving forward for them because it worked for a stretch until Mo ended up getting tired. Yeah. I mean, you basically say, I think Utah State is an interesting game because, I mean, they scored 59 points. You know, it's not this wonderful score scoring exhibition. They only shot 38% from the field, 5 of 23 from 3. But I at least felt, and they only got to the free throw line seven times. This was like the biggest thing. They got to the seven, free throw line seven times. Utah State got to the line 34 times. Yeah. That's just jarring. And when you're watching the game, it doesn't feel like that. It didn't feel like Utah no, it, State was like punishing them inside. No, it didn't. But and yet here we are talking about Utah State shooting 27 of 34 from the free throw line, while North Texas shot six of seven. Like that is really hard to overcome. North Texas did everything right on the defensive side of the ball. Three of they held them to three of 14 from three. They held their starting backcourt to 11 points and only two made field goals. They just couldn't score. Yeah, they couldn't score yeah. enough, and they couldn't score efficiently enough to where it carried over into the final four minutes. It was kind of unsustainable because, like you said, Mo had to do a lot. Mo's Mo had did to everything. Do a lot. Mo did everything yeah. for this team. He was in there. He was forcing help. He was dump, dumping it down to, to Dang for mm-hmm. dunks. He was kicking it out to James, who would take a decent looks, I guess, but he didn't make any of them. Like I said, he went zero for seven, and it was just not much help. I mean, when Here's another thing. The bench has done nothing this this season. Yeah. The bench, I believe, scored like... I don't know if they've scored double digits in a game this year besides Oklahoma Christian. I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't, don't know so that either. for a fact. I'll have to double check that. But I know it's... Maybe they did it once. But I'm trying to think. I keep looking at the box scores and I'll be like, damn, bench had seven points. Damn, the bench only had this. Like, DJ... Uh, the game DJ VCU, when DJ had the, what, 12 points? Mm-hmm. That was obviously D- bench scored in double figures. But it's like... It hinges on as a whole, as a bench as a whole. Yeah, the only scoring is DJ and maybe Thomas, like depending on depending on the night his rebounding. Because yeah. then you look at the rest; it's Abdul who is hit or miss, Jalen, Jemiah, and Larry, and possibly Rose, depending. And on... Rose, I'm sorry, Rose. Yeah, who Rose played in the Utah State game. He didn't play in the past. He didn't play against Eastern Michigan, North Carolina, and he. Or... He only came in the Utah State game at the end. I thought. No, he played. He played in the first half. Okay. First stretch. He only. He ended up playing. Fourteen minutes. So actually, you know, pretty pretty substantial time. He didn't do anything. Unfortunately, he went. Actually, he did hit a three, and I was very happy. He hit one of those, you know, fading away threes with the guy kind of like coming in to close out. Boom! He hit it. I was like, oh, 
He's back. <laughs> He's back. So yeah, he ended up going one for four from the field. He had two or two from the two or two free throws. He had three fouls in fourteen minutes. I mean, like I said, they don't have any scoring off the bench, so it's kind of like you have to go to Rose in a, in a sense, right? Like Larry again did not have a single. I mean, he only played two minutes. I'm not gonna not gonna berate him with yeah with, with but you know he's he's not he's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So they need something off the bench. And DJ only played six minutes against Utah State, and it's like he was 0 for one from three, and he has to hit these threes. I don't know what he's shooting from the field. I'll look it up later on, but. You don't have a ton. Thomas Bell was really good on defense and rebounding. Yeah. Thomas Thomas the last few games has been a rebounding monster. Especially the two games in Jamaica. I just and he looked a little more comfortable on offense and he was good on defense and he was active. But you know, I'm just hesitant still. No, I Especially with how good Dang is playing. Dang is playing. Dang is playing very, fantastic, very well. yeah. I mean, you you texted me Dang might be the best player on this team right now. Then that's before the Utah then, State game with Mo. Then, yeah, I mean, you can make an argument. Dang, I mean, Dang might be averaging close to a double double right now, and so he only had seven rebounds last game. But still, you you know what I'm saying. So, but yeah, to go back to your scoring point real quickly, the bench is a big problem. Only having six assists is a big problem, and I think Javion did have three of those assists. Javion had three assists to no turn. Wait, am I reading that? Yeah, three assists to no turnovers against Utah State. I feel like Javion wasn't bad. I feel like Javion wasn't bad, but they used him in a different way. At least from the yes. part that no, I no, saw. No, no, you're right. You're right. They yeah. did use him in a different way. And I feel like when Mo handled the ball, they were much more effective. And I wanted them to give the ball to Mo almost exclusively in the end, even though I know that that's not like plausible. Yeah. But maybe it's just from like playing pickup and stuff. You're just like, Give the ball to your best player. Mm-hmm. He's gonna shoot the ball. Like that's how that's how basic basketball goes. Like when you need a bucket and you're trying to win the game. Like if it's ten to ten in a pickup game and you're playing to eleven or twelve, you give the ball to your best player and you get out the way or you give him a screen or something. Yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for. It didn't really go that way. Javion had the ball a decent amount. James had the ball a decent amount late in the game and there wasn't much continuity. So mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was kind of disheartening in the last five minutes. And you could, I could tell when I, I talked to coach Mack after the game, it was like, he was pretty, uh, pretty upset. Well, it's because they looked like the better team most of the night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it, I don't think Utah state won that game. I think North Texas lost that game because they just, I mean, like you said, they couldn't score for those last five minutes. A uh, lots of bricks. I mean, just tons of, I mean, those last f- few shots they hit, it was just off the backboard threes. They needed Reese to hit one of those one of those shots. Yeah. They needed to. I mean, to beat good teams, you have to have guys, as we know, play well. And the only people who played well, in my opinion, were Mo and Dang and maybe uh, Javion. Like, that was it. And you're not going to win games. I mean, their defense was good, obviously. Thomas fouled out in 11 minutes. Which is noteworthy, <laughs> but but I mean he was good, he was active, but then he fouled out, and it was like, damn, okay. So one thing I do want to note is Zach kind of struggled. Alfonso Anderson, their Ford, kind of put Utah State on their back and just like went to work on yeah. Zach. I don't I don't think that's and it's it, it's interesting because Alfonso Anderson looked like a good player, but he didn't start for for them, and I don't think he was. Uh, I mean, he's a good player. He would be a you know a high caliber player in Conference USA. But I mean, Charles Bassey is better is better than him. And like, there there's there's players in Conference USA comparable to him. And Anderson like went at Zach Simmons. Yeah. And he kind of closed out the game 
from the inside and it was very very interesting to watch because i wasn't expecting zach simmons to get posted up like that like to get moved like that like, yeah that guy was moving zach yeah and finishing over zach and i was like that's not good that's not supposed to happen that's not supposed to happen in his junior year zach is supposed to be like the dominant force in the middle mm-hmm. and he hasn't really been that at this moment yeah, it's it's kind of concerning, and I don't know if that could be like an injury related thing because, like you said, he didn't play he the second hurt. half of the right. of the Rhode Island game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he hasn't been that defensive, not necessarily juggernaut, but that's just like anchor. Yes, where you know guys get past him, and it just it just feels like a free inside pass. The to... only game they blocked shots was Eastern Michigan. And yeah, that was and how many of them were? Yeah, I don't know how many were Zach, but Dan yeah. had a few and. James had a few. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's I mean, too many times you'd have a guy, you'd have a guard drive and just you know hand it off to whomever was on mm-hmm. the other side of the basket on the baseline. So now going back to the Rhode Island game real quickly, it was another game where Reese went zero for four from three. Again, they need him to hit shots. They just really do. He's a really good defender, and he might be the best defender on this team at this moment. He probably is, um, him or Jalen, but they need him to make shots. They just really do. So him going over four, and then it was another like we said, Mo just dominated the game pretty much against Rhode Island. He he was the engine of the team. Seven to sixteen from the field, five to ten from three, and he was hitting threes in both of these games. He was hitting deep threes. He was hitting I mean, off yeah. the dribble threes. Yep. He was hitting jab step threes. Like this is what we wanted. The, the Dame workout came. This is the, the this Dame is the Damian Lillard we wanted. The Damian Lillard effect. This is the <laughs> Mo, shout out shout out Dame Mo time. Motime. It's Mo time. We, it's that's the next graphic. Time. Mo, the next Mo graphic. time's good. That's the next graphic. Mo time. So, man, he he's just been tr- tremendous. And then he's gotten to the point where he knows that the defense knows that he wants to shoot. So he's a step ahead of them. So he throws that head fake, throws the ball fake, yep. and gets two feet in the paint. And that's when this offense really starts Another moving. thing, too, is he's finally added an inside presence to his he's game. Finishing. And it's not even just like the same type of finish. I mean, this man is finishing in traffic. He's making these tough layups. I mean, I forgot what, what the shot was. It was late in the game in Utah State, right before he hit that deep three in, in the, at the top of the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just went up, laid it off the high glass, and I was like, Mo, my yes. God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he hit the deep three, like you said, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was gross. What is happening? I was like, Mo, please carry this team to the promised land. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, I mean, he played 34 minutes last night, I think, and then 31 minutes against Rhode Island. So he played a lot, 65 out of the 80 minutes. And for most people, I mean, barring, you know, Ryan Woolridge, who was a, a machine, but that's a lot of minutes. And well, so, yeah, it even, it even got to Ryan eventually. Oh, so. yes, exactly. So it was interesting. It was a very interesting game. It was a very interesting two-game stretch. Again, against Rhode Island, they also only took seven free throws, so that's another thing to monitor. We were hoping that Zach Simmons would get to the free throw line. He only he hasn't really got to the free throw line that much, even though, he's like you said, he's been hurt. It's interesting. One thing that I've noticed... All right, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, any anything else on the games? Anything that stuck out to you in the Rhode Island game or the Utah State game, just in a general sense? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Good defense. Yeah, good, I, don't, I don't think anything good, in a general sense. Good rebounding. Below average shooting, and uh, bad offense. All right, bad offense. Yeah, and Mo, <laughs> and yeah, and Mo. And so that was that's basically the takeaways. Now, one thing that I found interesting looking at these these games is the transition from it looked like in like the first three games, like Oklahoma Christian to Arkansas to VCU, they were going to Zach in the post a lot more, and they were going to the post a lot more. 
Whereas in the last three games, it looks like they haven't been going to Zach as much. Which is what I think they need to be doing anyways. But I feel like it was kind of like a drastic change over like over that stretch. Like it wasn't just like a subtle change. Like it wasn't going from like I felt like he was getting like ten plus post ups a game in the first three games. But I don't but none of the post ups were really working. I agree, but it's like they have no inside presence. Like they got seven free throws in the last two games. In each of the last two games. Like I feel like you have to get it somewhere. Yeah, you have to get it somewhere, but I and J- I mean, Javion I'm, has not created. Inside. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think Javion needs to be more aggressive inside. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mo can only do what he can do right now. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, get to the free throw line seven times in a game. Yeah. But that was their only inside presence, and now you don't really have guys that I feel like know when they can and can't because it's not what they've been doing. Now, you look at this team on paper and. In theory, they should have guys who can drive, right? Right. I mean, you got Dengu, who's athletic. Uh, Thomas. Thomas, who's athletic. Maya. Reese, who's athletic. Maya, who's athletic. Mo, who's small and can probably draw a foul somewhere. Yeah. Javion, who just... Zach. Zach. We haven't even named. But Javion, who... I mean, he needs to be able to get to the line. Yeah. I, I agree. And he needs to be able to put his head down more and be able to force help and do what Mo does to an extent. And I've, I've been impressed with Javion's shooting at the very least from three. Now... He went one of five from three against Rhode Island, and I don't know what he went exactly. He went all of one from three against, yeah, all of one of three against Utah State. But I feel like he's at least a capable shooter. Like he's not, he's not yeah. shooting poorly. No, no, I, I, I mean, when, I'm not sitting here thinking it's Ryan whenever he shoots. I mean, no, he, he has a chance. It, definitely has a chance down. of going in. So. He can knock him down. <coughs> so, yeah, I just think the inside presence is going to be pivotal for this team, and I think Dang is probably their strongest inside presence right now. Which is kind of surprising. It's kind of surprising. That was yeah, just one I, thing I, I expected Dang to be more of a role player, like more of a Maya type of guy. Not not necessarily in his limitations, but just the way that he's used, like as a rebounder, yeah. as just a guy to kind of do make the dirty work shots. and make open shots. Whereas he's kind of just like f- took these shoes, these big shoes that he needed to fill, and Ryan, and you know, all that production, and he's kind of stepped up. Yes, yes. Now let's talk about our general takeaways. From this game, are Utah State or from both the games? Okay. Wait, but I feel like we did that. We just did that. Did we not? We did general takeaways. Yeah. yeah okay. That's what I was. Yeah. Confused. Next on the list. <laughs> All right. Now let's get, let's get to the thing that I brought up for a second, but I didn't really go in depth with. There's a lot, there is some concern about seeing the same game over and over and over and over. What? Where do you? What do you stand on it, Colin? I'm not. We're not doing a panic meter. But just where do you stand on your level of concern? Sounds like a panic meter. But it's no, not. I know what you mean. But, you know, after seeing the same things over and over, it's like, are you on the side of the fence that says, damn, they needed to win one of these. They needed to show breakthrough at some point in these games. Or are you on the side that, you know, they played with these guys. You know, they did it, They did their job. They hung in there with two top 25 teams and some other good teams. What side of the fence are you on? I'm on the side of the fence that they should have won. Me too. Um... And I only say that because, yeah, their defense has been great, but if you can't outscore in Eastern Michigan, if you can't outscore uh, non, non neither Arkansas, v, yeah, Rhode Island, like if you can't get 60 points at least every game, then you're, there's an issue. Yeah, the defense has been great, and quote-unquote defense when you, wins you championships, but you need guys to hit shots. And so far, the only guy to hit shots is Mo. Yes. On a consistent basis. I mean, no one else has even come on my radar other than Dang. So mm-hmm. definitely on the side of they need to... They they should have picked up a win, and we can talk about later how we I guess we expect them to 
pick up the win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so have they scored over sixty? Yes, against uh, North Carolina A and T. I think it's it. That's it. And Oklahoma Christian. That doesn't count. So yeah, we're talking 56, 43, 51, 80, 47, and 59. And I got some news for y'all. Schedule does not get any easier. <laughs> of course it Schedule doesn't. Schedule does not get... You thought Rhode Island was good with Fats Russell. They got they got UT Arlington, who pushed Gonzaga. They lost by three to Gonzaga, I believe. Three or five to Gonzaga. Yeah. Oklahoma, we know who Oklahoma is. Little Rock, who is first in their conference at this moment. I don't know how many how many losses they've had, but I went and looked, and they're they're good. Yeah. And then Dayton, who just beat Georgia by twenty. And Georgia has Anthony Edwards. I don't know if y'all know who Anthony Edwards is, but he's a top five pick in the NBA draft. They beat him by twenty. So yeah, these next four games are gonna be hell. It's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be amazing because we're gonna actually we're gonna see this team and see if they can break through. Now I agree with you because I'm on that side of the fence too. I'm on the side of the fence like you have to win one of these games. Like it's not it's not that you you know quote unquote have to. It's it's how they're losing more so. But it's it is how you're losing these games. It's the fact that you have leads against these teams or you're in the games against the team. Eastern Michigan, VCU, Rhode Island are three games that you should I'm not gonna say should have won, but had a very good chance of winning. Probably fifty fifty shot at winning down the stretch. Utah State as well, 50-50 shot. I mean, I wouldn't even say 50-50. I mean, that was your game to lose. Yes, yes. You had Utah State very uncomfortable. You had their backcourt flustered. You, yeah. You were playing well enough to to win the game. You held them to 68 points. They hadn't scored under 80 all season. You had them in their, your hand. And so that's five games right there. I'm not going to say Arkansas because, you know, last 10 minutes they folded. And that was a bad showing. But those five games, you have to pull one of them out. And... Like you said, it just speaks to the offensive limitations that this team has right now and the lack of continuity that this team has right now. But we're nearing a month into the season. Yes. We said that it was going to take some time, right? Yes. We knew this. We said by Oklahoma, though. We said December 5th, (laughs) Oklahoma. You know how far away that is? Two games. It's two games away. It's about two weeks away. We're nearing the point, Colin. So... We're not going to do a panic meter before Oklahoma. We're not going to do a panic meter. We're not even doing a podcast next week because they don't play this whole week. Everyone, happy Thanksgiving, by the way, everybody. Happy th- We need like a Bruni's Breakdown special, like a Thanksgiving special. Thanksgiving special. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. That's what I'm doing, Colin. Then I'm you're not coming, coming back here. on Friday. I'm not coming here for like the fourth time in five days. But you'll have extra food. All right, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, it's just the scoring and the way that they have not been able to create. And I think... I don't assign too much blame to one player because I feel like it's a it's a group effort. It's a coaching thing. It's a lot of different things. But Javion Hamill has to be able to do better. And Javion's very predictable right Javion now. Javion has to be able to, when he gets a ball screen, I understand he's left-handed. I understand he loves going left. When he gets a ball screen going to the right, he has to be able to at least get two feet inside the three-point line. And then, you know, kick it out or then dribble it out and then reassess your situation or re-screen or something. Put the defense in some sort of situation because right now he's getting a screen going to the right. And even a lot of the screens going to the left do the same thing. But he gets the screen going to the right and he goes east and west. Goes straight to the sideline and then picks up his dribble, swings it. Now, obviously, some of those are plays. Those are design plays just to – the screen is just to get the defense moving in a sense and get them talking to maybe try to get something easy. But sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like late in the game against Utah State, he was getting screens and they would switch it. 
and he couldn't really do anything. Like you have to be able to put them in some sort of compromising position, and he yeah. hasn't done that. Yet. Yeah, I mean he's not a threat to them, and that's my concern right now. And we've talked about it at length the last two podcasts. We've talked about Javion is going to kind of set the ceiling for this team in a sense. He's going to make this team what it needs to be in order to make a run. He has to be effective. He has to be effective at the rim. He has to be effective shooting, and he has to be effective playmaking, or at least smart playmaking. And down the stretch in these games, he hasn't been that yet. I still hold out hope because I feel like he's a good player that has good feel, and he's shown improvement in the last three games. Um, But he's not there yet. And we're no. running. We're not running out of time because there's still a whole another month until conference play. But you know, it's, we're halfway through that two month non conference schedule, so yep. we we need to see something start to get going for for him specifically. And Zach Simmons also needs to be a little bit more of a force as well, especially late in games, blocking shots, not get pushed over by Anderson um, from Utah State. He just needs to be more of a force. Like there's there's a, a few things that need to gel. More yeah. on this offense. Yeah. So that that's my kind of takeaway from these games is that they just need to just put the ball in the hole more and do it. In, <laughs> how in how easy ways. how easy that is. <laughs> <laughs> now they did try to push the pace a little bit more in the past couple games. The past I, li- I games. liked I liked seeing it against Utah State when Mo would pull mm-hmm. up earlier, yeah. like you said, off the dribble. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff was great. The only player that was out of control was James Reese. <laughs> yeah, and he wasn't. I mean, he he had a drive in the first half where he tried like doing a reverse in transition and like didn't even hit rim and i was kind of out of control i was like oh i feel like grant's gonna start yelling and when grant starts yelling then i start being like damn grant's yelling and and then it's like damn grant's yelling they're gonna run plays yeah that run out the clock would, for now the rest never, of the game. they're never running again yeah so um but yeah it's just it's been an interesting past week to go from you know north carolina ante to these two games i feel like we know more about this team but it's also been more of the same. And I think Mo is just the biggest takeaway. Like Mo doing what he did the last two games is just the biggest takeaway for me because he's doing this against good teams. So, yeah, I mean, top 15. It's they're, they're there for a reason. Like there's a chance he could put up like over 15 a game in conference play. Shoot, I mean, why not more? <laughs> Based on how the team's playing? Yeah, but the team is scoring like 50 points a game right now. Right, and he scored 20 in the last two. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm <laughs> I, I looked it up. It's... um. If you put it, so he scored 20 points out of their 47 against Rhode Island. And if you put that obviously up to like 100 points, that's like 40, 43 points or something like that. Mo's filling it up, man. Mo is filling it up. So I'm proud of him. I'm glad to see it. I don't know why I'm proud of him. It's not like I did anything or your ears. I don't know. <laughs> Short brothers stick together. He's 6'1. <laughs> Short enough. Short, enough. <laughs> Short brothers stick together, man. That's what we do. All right. Now, are you ready for something or nothing or whatever? Actually, let's do this. Okay. Who is the X factor on this team right now? Who is the X factor on this team? Which is interesting. The easy answer would be Mo. My answer is going to be Javion. Damn, I don't know actually. I feel like it's still the same for me. I think it's still Thomas. Because I feel like Thomas is very very but when thomas is starting to hit his stride but when thomas has been good when has it shown as in the results yeah the only time was like early in the rhode island game and then oklahoma christian but i think that if he still gets to that level of see i want to defensively and rebounding alone i that's where i'm that's where when i talk about thomas being effective it's defense and rebounding but that's not what this team needs the offense 
yes, but he is he's a player that can at least stretch the floor on offense a little bit. Right, like, no, they have that, to at least guard him. But I'm not, but that's not an X factor to me. An X factor is the person that can completely overhaul or change or whatever mm-hmm. word you want to use the team. Mm-hmm. Javion right now is a scoring guard that can't score. Mm-hmm. And the, when he can finally put his head down, get to the rim, do anything. I mean, draw a foul, just yeah. do something that's more creative and le- a lot less predictable. This team complete ch- changes completely because Mo will get open shots. He'll get open shots. He'll draw, you know, he'll draw double teams on stuff like that when he finally, you know, gets to the rim. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of that making that happen. Yes. Okay, Colin. Let's do... Do you want to do something or nothing? Sure. All right, let's do a something or nothing. Do you have Do you have them in any off the top of your head? Yes. Oh, God. But this you one might be kind of... Prepared. This one might not be that great because I didn't know Rose plays in the first half, but I'll ask it anyways. Go ahead. Something or nothing, Rose being in for the final few possessions to try to make like a, a Hail Mary threes. <laughs> All right, elaborate on what you He what didn't play the whole second half that I watched okay. except for yes. the very end when yes. they were when they still kind of had a chance yeah. of coming back but not when they it was yeah. game was over. So something or nothing on that. Cuz he hasn't done anything all season. But again, they need scoring off the bench. They just need a bat. Right. I think it's something because they need to play him like 10 minutes a game just to see like is he making threes today? <laughs> hey Rose, are you up? <laughs> is he doing it? Is he doing that See, thing? see, but I take it as something as it's they still don't know who who should be out there. I don't take it as oh hey something they need threes. I say something as in crap. Who do we go to? I think they know who they need out there. I disagree with that because I think that they know you have to have Javion, Mo, James. You have to have your starting lineup out there. You can maybe sub Thomas with Zach, but you have to have your starting lineup out there. Again, maybe swap Zach for for Thomas, but you have to have them out there just because James is a great defender. Javion is no no no. I agree, but for scoring sake. For scoring's sake, yes, I feel like you. They don't know what lineup is the best scoring lineup. I agree with that. So it's like, again, you're just gonna throw him out there. You're gonna throw DJ out there, and I guess maybe Maya or Abdul out there to see like if they're able to impact the game. And they weren't really, but you have to. I feel like try them early in the season. Yeah. To to see if they can. Because Rose, I feel like again, we've I said it before the season, he's kind of icing on this K. Like, if he, <laughs> well, at this point, he's he's it seems like he needs to be used more than just icing. That well, the, the thing is, I I don't think coming into the season, anyone expected him to be more than icing. No, so I feel like, but I also think people coming this season thought this team would be putting up more than sixty points a game. Yes, yeah, so maybe his role will maybe they'll need him to be more than icing, but I still think he's icing to me right now because. I mean, I I would argue Abdul is just as big as Rose on this team right now, in terms of of what they of impact. Just, yes, of impacting of what they want. To, Who would you rather have? Out I don't there? know how to I don't know how to word that. Well, they're they're different positions, but right. But I'm saying who would you, they effectively are going to be in the same spot whenever they come on the floor. Well, it probably Abdul, because I don't know if Rose is a better shooter than Abdul. Did you ever think you'd say that? <laughs> that's that kind of harsh. That that's Rose wouldn't harsh. be the best shooter on the that's, team that's for like harsh. his whole career here. That's kind of harsh. What's awful is that he put up like a thousand points his first season, and he's put up like yeah, nonsense. That's kind of harsh. But Abdul's shot looks good, man. I no, like it Abdul's does. Shot. It does. But I, what I was saying, just in terms of like, well, Abdul's also more impactful of a defender. Yeah, and Not that's what that's why really I asked because like, do you even trust Rose's yeah. offense at all? Yeah. So yeah, I think it's definitely something. That they need to play Rose, like just throw him out there. 
Hail Mary lineups, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. See if see if it's there. See if the spark's there. Yeah. It's like a like a blind date. <laughs> Except you've been on it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a blind date with the same girl. <laughs> and you know it's not working, but you're all just like you're like, damn, she said that last time and I didn't like it then either. Yeah. <laughs> and as y'all are leaving, you're like, all right, next week, yeah. <laughs> like what what are you doing? But yes, it's it's like that in this sense. All right, do you have one? Of course, Colin. I'm always amp- very prepared. Okay, what is it? Something or nothing. Jalen Jackson getting substan not substantial, but you know what I mean. Effective minutes. I was gonna ask this one. Well, that's too bad. Jalen Jackson getting actual minutes, like meaningful minutes. Yeah. In this entire season, really big time something. Why? Because two things means one he can play and the coaches believe that he can play and two they don't trust their point guard yet what do you mean by that because i feel like every time jalen comes in it's whenever javion's struggling at his most during a game Mm -hmm. i see that yeah so jalen will come in mo will be taking point guard duties Duties, but jalen is there as a secondary ball handler that i guess i don't want to say knows his role more but isn't gonna you know try to do too much and he's uh, like maybe the best defender on this team. Yes, I agree. Second, something or nothing. Oh, just okay. Jalen Jackson playing over Larry Wise. I know it was never really that high on Larry. See, but it has to be something, right? So that's kind of a dumb question. It but is it, something, but it I has mean, to be. But something. I was never really high on Larry to begin with. Yeah. Like I thought he'd play a little bit as he, a playmaker, I was, I but I didn't think he was going to well, score. That's, he, I, I, I thought he was going to be the backup point guard. Yeah. Everyone thought he was going to be the backup point guard. But now the backup point guard's Mo. <laughs> and he starts. Basically. So that was my that was my second something or nothing. Is do that you, it? Do you have another something or nothing? Off the top of your head since you wanted to... Yeah, I, I, I was going to use the Jalen Jackson one. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Something or nothing... Damn, I don't have it anymore. You just lost it just like that? All right, here we go. Here's a fun one. Uh, it's not really fun, but regardless, something or nothing, Dangu. Let me pull it up. Dangu being a minus twenty-five, plus minus in twenty-seven minutes against Rhode Island. That team was just not playing well, anyways. But the next closest had minus fourteen, and it was James Reese. Mm. Something or nothing. I like something or nothing with plus minuses because like, I feel like you can actually That's interesting, debate. Yeah. You, you can actually you can debate actually plus debate minuses. It. I'm going to say nothing because he's been effective in all the other games. And he was effective in this game. He had 13 rebounds, you know, one block, two turnovers, eight points. I think it was more of a factor of who was on the floor with him probably. probably. I know they I know they had tons of lineups go out that game. So it probably was just like nobody could score and he was just out there. Well, here's the thing. So here's here's where it's interesting because it's you can obviously I would say nothing too if I was just looking at it from that perspective. But Zach Simmons, like we said, did not play in the second half. In the first half, in the 17 minutes that Zach did play against Rhode Island, he was a plus five. That means that means without Zach Simmons playing in the second half, Dang was the center. And they Maya got, also came out there. Maya as well. Okay, but okay, Maya or Dang was the center. Yeah, were the bigs, and they Dang was outscored by twenty five points on the court. Hmm. That, that that makes it a little more interesting. It makes it a little yeah. more compelling because then it, you ask the question like, 
is dang an effective five. I never thought he, we never thought he was though, but he's gonna have to be. Like, I feel like Thomas would be a better five. Yeah, maybe, but it's it it it's it's more interesting that way because we know what Zach is on the on as a five, but we don't know really what Dang is at the five. I'm gonna say nothing because that's not his role to begin with. Well, it's gonna have to be his role. It, at times. it might have to be his role, but I'm saying that's not his primary goal. So, are you worried about him at the five? If he has to play the five, sure. But I'd be worried about Javion being at the five if he had to play the five. Okay, but dang, do not make do not that straw man comparisons here. It's not, it's do not, not do it's this. Not, it's not a straw man comparison because why should I be worried? I mean, yes, I should be worried, but dang why sh- why should I make something if if Zach's healthy? It's not happening. So is Maya going to play the back of five if Zach's healthy? Yeah. Okay. Is that is that a? If it's always been a problem. Who would you... Who? It's, it's never not been a problem. In your ideal world, who would be the back of five? Probably Thomas. But I I mean, just throw Shaquem out there and I wouldn't really mind either. <laughs> He's registering. He's gone. That's Sorry. so sad to me. Sorry. I went back and listened to one of our old podcasts and we were really high on Shaquem. I know. <laughs> Coming out of last year. Yeah, I know. We were like, hey, Shaquem, backup center. Time. Watch out. <laughs> and now he's registering. So anyways... All right, that's that's all I have for Ooh, did you have If one? Zach gets injured, do we see Shaquem? Yes. Yeah, for sure. But he's not. Knock on wood. Knock on wood right now. Damn, I just ow, I just hit my computer. All right, anything else? Something or nothing? I think I'm good for right now. Okay, if you get another one, just blurt it out. I will. I won't say that, something or nothing. I'll just ask a question. Even though we're going to a completely different segment. That's okay. What's the difference? A segment? new segment. A new segment audience wish we had a soundboard still we don't have a sound this very day we've moved locations and we still don't have a soundboard all right con this game i guess game yes this game is going to be called <laughs> <I> hit you <laughs> name that player a very original name a very original concept that i'm sure nobody's ever I, thought about I, I keep thinking of like name that pokemon <laughs> like for the <laughs> show it's like just a silhouette of it's exactly what of, it is like, we, we need to do this <laughs> Pokemon. See, I wasn't a very big Pokemon. I wasn't. Fan I didn't watch the show, but I just—that's the only thing I remember from the who's show—is who's that Pokemon? Yes, <laughs> it's like that's... it's Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> that's a meme, isn't it? It is a meme. A meme. <laughs> because it wasn't Pikachu, and then some some beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they say it's Pikachu, and then it's not Pikachu. It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Anyways, name that player, Colin. Okay. Are you ready? I'm gonna read out season stats. So season average. How many do I get? You get one. No, no, how many like stats do I get? Three per or four, per depending player. how I'm feeling. Well, that's a lot, I feel like. But anyways, continue. Okay, three. You get three. Fine. You get three. Play along at home. Let us know how you do on this game. I feel like now we're Dora. We're transitioning <laughs> kids shows now. All right. Anyways, Colin, here are the three stats. Okay. 33% from three. Okay. 50% from the free throw line. And 6.6 points per game. You get two guesses. I'm going to have a really out-of-the-world guess and then more Do you want me to repeat the stats? No. DJ? Damn. No. Damn. Let me repeat the stats while you think. 33% from three. 6.6 points per game. 6.6 points per game. And 50%, 50% from, from the free throw line. Reese? No. Incorrect. Colin, the answer... Is Zachary Simmons. 
<laughs> you had to throw the three pointer. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even on my Completely radar. Completely threw him <laughs> off. He wasn't even on I the got radar. Him with that. I got him with that one, boys. So he's attempted two free throws this season. No, he's attempted ten. He's five for ten. I think that's kind of. And he's one of three from three. He hit. See, you missed this one. Opened the game against Utah State. Javion, you know, did that. Uh, kind of came off the screen to his right. Actually, took a couple steps in. Zach popped. You know, Bang. you said you said before the before the season started that Zach wouldn't hit a three in the regular season. I never said that. Okay, I never said whatever you whatever, whatever. All right, ready? Whatever. Part two or not part? Two. How many players are we doing? However many I want to do, Colin. Okay, okay. I'm Here ready. we go. Name that player, Colin. I'm ready. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Here we go. <laughs> One of seven from three on the season. <laughs> three point three points this season. Two rebounds this season in 37 minutes. Who can you name that player? I completely butchered that. Larry Wise? No. That's a good guess, though. It's a really good guess. Damn. 37 minutes, one of seven from three, two rebounds this season, 3.3 points average. He hit a three, huh? I'm trying to think of somebody that could have hit a three that doesn't play. And the only other name that comes to mind, but I don't think he even played that many minutes, is JJ. It is not JJ either. Sorry. Somebody at home got this right. I know that. It is Roosevelt Smart. I see, but I th- I swear he hit one more three, so I couldn't say. And I thought he played 16. Wait, I guess it was 16 minutes and 14 minutes. Oh, man. Dang. This is great. This is the best segment I've ever I like this segment. Life. Okay, Colin. Next. I'm overthinking these. I just Next need to go with segment. my gut. Yeah. Who averages? Mm-hmm. Who has one assist this season <laughs> and averages nine points per game? Dang. Dangu, we have a correct answer. Yay. Congratulations, Colin. Dangu has one assist this season. That's kind of concerning, actually. <laughs> Right, we're masking it with like in a yeah, game show. Like I feel like I feel like yeah, I feel like he should be kind of kicking those out a little bit more when he gets on the inside, but maybe not. He's just too good at dunking. That's what it is. That's, I mean, he tries to dunk. I respect it. Okay, Colin. Here we go. Uh, that actually is kind of concerning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin. How many assists do they average a game? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, well, they have 67 assists in seven games, so nine. That's bad. Eight, ten almost. That's pretty bad. Ten almost. All right. Here we go. Who has eight steals Damn, I don't know what to say. All right. Eight steals and shoots 39% from three. That's all I'm getting. Okay, you want another one? Okay, um, you know, you know how many steals this team gets? and only eleven rebounds the entire season. So nine steals, or what I say, eight steals. Yeah, eight steals. Jalen, eleven. Jalen, oh, let me finish. Jalen, no, it's not Jalen. Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Eight steals, eleven total rebounds, and thirty-nine percent from three. Colin, who is that player? You have one more guess. <laughs> That's tough. Still. Because I'm overthinking this again. We got the timer turned on. 10, 9, 8, 7. Only person I can think of is Reese. 5. But he's not 39% from 3. Incorrect, Colin. I'm very sorry. Very sorry. Wow. Insert the soundboard noise right now. now. 
This is bad. No, you got one right. Not one for four. That's what I just oh, said. One for four, yeah. All right, last one, Colin. Wait, who was it? <laughs> it was Mo. Oh, okay. That was pretty easy when you think about it. I guess so, yeah. Anyways, I'm thinking of like the players who don't really. All right, who here? Haven't done anything. Who is really. playing 18 minutes per game? Okay. Has hit 10 threes this season. Okay. And has seven steals. Thomas? No. I'm going to get this wrong again. Repeat those stats. Seven steals. Seven steals. Ten threes. Ten threes. In 18 minutes per game. In 18 minutes per game. Here we go, Colin. 18 minutes Will per game. get this right? Ten threes. Do you want to phone a friend? What was the third one again? <laughs> um, Seven steals. Seven steals. Sheesh. Do you want to phone a friend? Is it Reese? No. No, it's not Reese. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh my god, this is the best. It's not DJ. It is DJ. DJ has seven Draper steals. Has seven steals, ten threes. Shout out DJ. And plays eighteen minutes per game. I knew he, I I knew Which see, was inflated because the early season. The only reason the only reason that I didn't say DJ because of the steals. I don't see him getting steals a lot, but I guess when you force like twenty turnovers a game, maybe uh that does happen. Alright, Colin. Last one. Oh, new last a one. A new last one. Who on this team is three of four from three this season? With six total rebounds. Abdul. There you go. All right, Colin, you did it. You went, what, two of seven? Two of six. Two of six? All right. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is pretty good, Colin. I can't. All right, here we go. No, no, no. Here's the second one. There's only so many players in this team. No, no, no. Are you double dipping? Here we go. Season highs. Oh. Name who has this season high. All right, we're only going to do three of them. Okay. Bonus round. Who has... A season high nine free throw attempts. Javion? No. No, Colin. I feel like against Oklahoma Christian, he like I I remember him like he did going to line a lot. He did. Oh, I get another guess. Uh, Nine free throw attempts. The season high from this team from an individual player. Who will it be? Mo. No, it is not Mo either. It is Dangoo. He did that against North Carolina A&T. Oh, I didn't watch that game. Second. Three blocks. Reese? No. He's had two a couple times. I swear it was Reese. No, okay. It Reese. It's not Zach. Okay. Three blocks. The season high for this team. Only one player has achieved this goal. This team. Thomas? No. Oh. No, it is Zachary Simmons. Is Three blocks Zach? against North Carolina A&T. I didn't watch his game. Stop this. <laughs> All right. Who has a season high five assists? Mo. There's only two options here. It's Mo. It is Mo. I remember that game. VCU. All right. Uh, we'll end it with. I don't know. We can't really end it with anything else here. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to. That's what we're going to. How are going to do like that points, per, points in a game? Okay. Who scored the most points in a game? I don't know. You don't know. It's got to be Mo. Yes, it is Mo. <laughs> All the other categories are Mo. So we will not be doing these other categories, <laughs> Colin. Okay. I'm sorry. Something or nothing. Mo leading in every category except for blocks. And no, it's rebounds. To something because it's normal. All right, Colin. That's all I had. Is that all you had? All right. Good. I'm glad you responded. All right. Real quickly, what are we expecting just in the general sense from UT Arlington in Oklahoma. UT Arlington will be another Eastern Michigan test yes, it will. where we'll be like, oh, hopefully this team can pull out like Conference USA competition. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma, that's the last chance they have to kind of get their win 
get their wits about them. No, I mean, get their <laughs> win. Like, get that win. Like, we thought yes. Utah State was going to be like, oh, they beat a top 15 team. Yeah. Well, Oklahoma's their next chance to beat a good team and kind of prove that they are, that they can kind of They're hang ready. with the big dogs. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, are you predicting 1-1, one 2-0, and 0-2? One? And oh, oh and that is the toughest question. at UT Arlington, and it's home against Oklahoma. Like, you really want to say 1-1, one and one, don't you? No. You don't? No, I really don't. Because, see, I see two scenarios. Okay, what are your two scenarios? I see 0-2. Oh we see another Eastern Michigan, and then Oklahoma. Again, we see a really close game. Mm-hmm. Or I see 2-0. and oh. Ah. I see 2-0. and oh. Okay. I see, I, see, I see that they score 70 against UT Arlington, but still have that defense. And then they kind of pull out the win against OU. How am I feeling today, Bernie? Am I feeling positive or negative? Well, you just gave a positive or a negative one. I'm so. asking you, do I feel positive or negative? You know, you look you look you look positive. All right, they're going two and oh. It's they're the... going two and oh. Write it down here, folks. <laughs> Colin Kennedy, we're coming. We're coming for <laughs> we're Colin. Coming, we're coming for Colin. <laughs> oh boy. Colin North. Colin North. Oh my god. <clears throat> All right. Well then I guess I'll take the safer route and say they beat UT Arlington and then lose to Oklahoma. I don't know if that's safe. I think the safe answer is 0-2. The safe answer is definitely 0-2. Because <clears throat> I put them at like sub-50% chance of winning both these games. I put it at like 40% and then like 30%. So, yeah. but I do think they'll beat... I think they beat UT Arlington. I can't say that with confidence, but I think they will. Solid. So, let's see. Let's see how they do. I'm excited for it. Um, Again, UT Arlington's on the road. Oklahoma's going to be at home. Check both of those games out. December 2nd and December 5th. It's gonna be a fun week of basketball. Football season's over, so you got nothing else to do. There's one more, one more game, one more game. Well, well, by the time, well, by the time these games come around, football season will be over. That's sad. So you got nothing else to do. Go check when this you're basketball crying team about out. Mason. Go yes. see, check the basketball team. Out. Like dab your tears away with that towel or with one of the shirts they throw up into. The yeah, stands. or like one of those like plastic things they wrap around the chairs because they don't those use cloth. Reserve, reserve seating places. Okay, like we'll them. take one anyways because they're not always all filled. You're suggesting steel from the university, Colin? I'm suggesting that they get suggesting? thrown away after the game, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, follow us on Twitter at Mingreen247, Colin at CJH Mitchell, Matthew, myself, at Matthew Bruni underscore. Leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We're up to 20. I don't know if we're at 21 yet, Colin. If we hit 21, that's the Tim Duncan number, and I will celebrate. <laughs> With what? You're going to light your Spurs candles? I might have to pull the Spurs candles out, Colin. If we get to 21. You haven't even heard about the Spurs candles, guys. Oh, you are. He has candles that he lights. There's so much you don't know about me. (laughs) (laughs) He has a Tim Duncan shrine in his room. (laughs) Maybe you'll see the Spurs candles one day. But the Spurs ain't doing anything, so they might not. You should bring him to a North Texas game and, like, light them. Just light it at the 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 media row. Like the Conference USA tournament. Just to turn them, like, light them. Uh, Sir, you can't do that in here. Shh. <laughs> and then start like humming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, leave us a five star rating though and a review. We greatly appreciate it. Um, check out all the content we have on Mingreen Twenty Four Seven. All the beautiful photos Colin takes, just tremendous work. That's the only reason you should go there. Bernie's tr- stories are actually awful. Tremendous. His cider on Mason. See, god awful. I knew Colin was always a hater, but I never let that affect me. <laughs> You only, gonna, you only build on it. We're going to start playing basketball every Friday. Yeah, you guys will hear different stories about how I will be marginally better because we won't be playing ex-college players. Yeah, will we? 
We are? We're going to play ex-college players? No, no, no. We're not. Oh, we're not? Yes, there you go. Yeah, we played, man. Over the summer. All right, we don't need to rehash old wounds. I'm never going to forget it. I still have a scar. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, all right. We're I done actually now. pulled up my sleeve and showed him a scar. <laughs> it's not It was. It's not the scar from there. Anyways, guys, thank you. Subscribe to us on Apple and SoundCloud. That's the last plug I'll have for y'all. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to y'all later.